chapter 8, verses 4 through 6. 1 Corinthians chapter 8, verses 4 through 6. It's 6.37. We're going to make it, brother. I was told I could have till 7.30 tonight. Amen. I love this church. I just want to say that. Each and every one of you. Even Brother David back there. I see you looking at me. It's good to see you here tonight, even though I told you that I'd give you an excused absence if you wanted. Still made it. I give you a hand. Amen. <laughs> First Corinthians chapter 8, verses 4 through 6. It reads, Therefore, as to the eating of food offered to idols, we know that an idol has no real existence. Can we still proclaim that today? An idol has no real existence, and that there is no God but one. No God but one. For although there may be so-called gods in heaven or on earth, as indeed there are many gods and many lords, yet for us there is one God. Amen. The Father, from whom we all we are from whom are all things and for whom we exist. And one Lord, Jesus Christ, through whom are all things and through whom we exist. Amen. For just a little bit, I want to speak to you tonight on searching for something real. Searching for something real. You can be seated. Thank you for standing for the word. We, uh, we live in a world today, we live in a world today that wants nothing more, nothing more than the real thing. We want the real thing. Whenever I uh, got into, uh, into fishing after I moved here, a uh, pastor is obviously an avid fisherman, enough that we joke about that the name of his boat is sometimes it's outreach, sometimes it's visitation. So we can tell people whenever they call while we're fishing, they say, where are you at? We can say we're out on outreach or we're out on visitation. We, he talked about naming it pastoral visitation maybe. So he can say he's out on pastoral visitation. We Pastor enjoys fishing. And, and I knew that whenever I moved here that, that I would get into that. And, and immediately I realized that the stuff that I usually use fishing that I, that I get from Walmart, that it, it just was not up to par for, to the things that Pastor uses because he has the best of the best. And immediately I realized what I had was not real, if you will. And that I wanted, I wanted something real. We we live in a world. We live in a world where we want the real thing. If we have an have an option for an imitation or the real thing, there's something about having the real thing that just uh, that just really makes us makes us happy. It, it it does something inside of us to have the real thing. It's the world that we live in and the society that we live in today. But most of the time. If people cannot have, cannot afford, and, and cannot take on the real thing, most people, in, in a lot of cases, will settle for a fake or a replica, if you will. Everything that there is in the world today has an imitation, has a fake for it. If you want, uh, and we've got some builders in the house, if, if there's somebody that, that wants marble countertops, but they can't afford the marble, there's an imitation out there that looks just like it. It's a little less expensive. Maybe it's a lot less expensive. And it looks a lot like it. Sometimes just like it, but it's an imitation. There's a fake for that. 
If you have found that person in your life that you want to spend the rest of your life with and you're ready to go down on that knee and ask them to spend the rest of their life with you but you cannot afford that diamond, there's an imitation out there. There is a fake for that. There's no shame in that game. Want those new Jordans, young people, or maybe, Sister Danielle, you want that Louis Vuitton. But you just can't afford... You just can't afford the real thing. Well, there's, there's a fake out there. There's a knockoff for that that's out there. I may lose a friend or two by saying this, but I think that Dodge has been selling a replica of a good working truck for many, many years. Is there, are there any amens out there? Oh, okay, all right. Just moving on. There's artificial flavoring that you can put into foods. And there's even, we've gone as far as producing artificial intelligence. Pretty bad whenever the world has gotten so, can I say the word dumb, that we have to have artificial intelligence out there. There's artificials, there's replicas, there's imitations for everything that we have in our world today. There are websites and Facebook groups that are devoted to selling people one-offs of items. And, and, and the buyer and the seller both know that they are not real. But because it's so close that most people will never know the difference, people purchase it and wear it as it is the real thing. There are so many fakes out there today that people make a great living proving and disproving the validity of a product and you see this on a lot of reality television shows and people have even been able to take or have television shows just to uh, to follow them as they go and they try to decide if something is real or fake because there are so many imitations and 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 replicas out there today of the real thing while the replica may look like the real thing there's times that it may taste like the real thing or smell like it or feel like it or give the appearance that you have the real thing. Both you and the person that is giving it to you most of the time know that it's not real. That it's not real. The quality doesn't match many times and the craftsmanship doesn't match and there's, there's little tell signs, telltale signs that will point out to you that the thing that you have is not real. In the long run, we find most of the time that the replicas, the imitations, the fakes, if you will, that they just do not last the test of time. That while they may look like it and they may sound like it and they may smell like it or taste like it, the replicas do not last the test of time. In this world full of fakes and imitations and replicas, if you ask anyone who is willing to settle for the fake, if you ask them, they will tell you that actually they do want the real thing. That if they have the opportunity, whether they buy the replica or the imitation or not, if they have the opportunity, they would like to have the real thing. They would like to put their hands onto something real. Many people even go out and begin to buy replicas or imitations hoping for the opportunity to stumble upon the real thing. To accidentally buy something real that's being passed off as an imitation. While most seem happy to have a close replica, in the back of their minds there is always a longing to have 
the real thing. Today, this message is not about paintings or shoes or purses or any of those physical things that we have talked about here tonight. Tonight, what I'm telling you is about something that is much more valuable, something that we have an opportunity to put our hands upon and to experience and and and, and to 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 live through and and some it's something that this world has tried and tried and tried from from, from the beginning of time to imitate and to replicate and, and since the beginning of time they have the world has tried to push off to us a replica of this thing that we can have that is real Tonight I've come here to let you know, to let someone here know and to remind this church that we have an opportunity to have something real that can be found within the Word of God. That there is a truth and that there is a reality and that there is a message that can heal the hurting that walks into this building. That can heal the hurting that we work with each and every day. That can heal the hurting neighbor that is beside us. That there is, that there is a message and a truth that can mend the wounded and that can free the bound and that can release the captive. There is a truth that is found in the word of God and there is a reality that we live in that there is an opportunity to have a relationship with God that this world is trying to replicate and imitate each and every day. But we have the opportunity and we have the truth to share to this world. While that message is available the world is, is falling for an imitation truth. We have churches on every corner that are trying to sell this world an imitation of the truth, of the word that we know is true, of, of the opportunity that we know is true. There are people out there that are trying to sell an imitation of the truth that we preach in this house. Worse than that, we are seeing an imitation truth beginning even to filter into what we call Pentecostal and apostolic. We, we, we don't call it a lie anymore and, and we don't call it false doctrine or heresies. We call it emergent and relevant and modern and inclusive and we call it love and we call it changing with the times. But I'm here to tell you that the real truth does not change. That the truth that we should be preaching is the truth that was preached on the day of Pentecost. Come on, it's the truth that my Paul preached. It's the truth that Brother Buford preaches. It's the truth that we have built this church upon because we know from the word Malachi 3 and 6, it says, for I am the Lord and I change not. There will never come a time where a new version of truth is introduced, where a new version of truth is put into the church. He changes not. He is the same yesterday, today, and forever. James 1 and 17, every good and perfect gift comes from the Father who does not change, who does not cast a shifting shadow. There will never be a new truth. There will never be a new reality. There is only the one that's found in the Word that was preached on the day of Pentecost that has been preached until today and that we should continue to preach until the Lord comes again. In a world, 
in a world of uncertainties, of falsehoods, of imitations, and of lies, there is still a truth. There is still a truth out there that we must stand on, and we must never back down. I'm going to tell you, church, that there are a lot of people out there today, and they may have reverend behind their name, but they are not preaching the truth that we know is right and that we know is true. They are not preaching the reality that those that the people can still be healed. They are not preaching a reality that people should receive the gift of the Holy Ghost with evidence of speaking in other tongues. They are not preaching a reality that you must be submerged in that water in the name of Jesus. But I'm here to tell you that God needs a church. God needs a church right here in O'Fallon that still stands upon the word and says, I know the truth and I know it'll never fail and I'm going to live it. I'm going to preach it. I'm going to share it. I'm going to take it to the world because I love the truth. Amen. Do we believe that in this house? Do we believe that in this house tonight? Do we believe in the one true living word of God? Do we believe in this message tonight? And do we believe that the world needs to hear it? Amen. Amen. We've got hurting neighbors all around us. We've got people that live with us each and every day. We've got people that walk beside us in the grocery store. We've got people that we work with that are needing the truth, that are needing this word. And they've, they've, they've bit in hook, line, and sinker into a lie of this world, an imitation truth, if you will. And they're just looking for someone who will, who will tell them, well, what you've been told is not right. What you've been told is not accurate. You're, you're, you're living in imitation but right now there is an opportunity let me give you a Bible study let me tell you in the word of God where there's an opportunity that you can have the truth and the reality of who God is that, that, that they can receive what it is that they need in their life because it may look like it it may sound like it it may taste like it. The Bible says taste and see. It may taste like it, but I'm telling you, there is a, a, an imitation truth that's being sold throughout this world. And if we are not careful, we can fall for the same thing. There's been a lot of great churches, powerful churches, powerful preachers, evangelists, and pastors that have fallen for an imitation truth because they were not careful. We've got to grab a hold to the truth of who God is. Stand on it and never back down. In our churches and in the religious world, it's easy for us to agree that there's still mercy that is new every morning. That there's grace that is sufficient. We believe that. We know that. We, 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 we don't have a hard time understanding that the blood covers all of our sins. And that there's still love that casteth out all fear. We know that and we believe that. But we've got to be a church that continues to stand on the whole truth. That, that there's only one name under heaven given among men by which we must be saved. And that that name is the name of Jesus. Come on. We've got to stand on the truth that there is one Lord, one faith, and one baptism. That there is only one plan of salvation. And unless you follow it, that sin is still sin. Oh, come on. And the wages of sin is death. But that there is an opportunity. Come on. That we can come to an altar of prayer. And we can have our sins blotted out. And there can be an opportunity for life and life everlasting. We've got to maintain as the church 
Come on, I'm not preaching really to the sinner tonight. I'm not preaching to any guests that we may have in the house tonight. I'm preaching to the church tonight. That as a church, that we've got to maintain that there are not many truths. And that we, listen to this, we as a people are not entitled to our own truth. Come on, the proverb says that the truth, to buy the truth and to sell it not. It doesn't say buy your truth or buy what you believe to be true. It says buy the truth and sell it not. What that tells me is that there is only one truth out there that I can't have mine and you have yours and you have yours. But there is one truth, one Lord, one baptism. Come on, one salvation. And that we've got to get a hold of it. We've got to sell it. We've got to hang on to it and never let it go. We've got to stand on that truth. Jesus himself gives many warnings of false prophets and false teachers that will come along the way and try to sell you something that is an imitation to the truth that we know is right. Paul followed suit from Jesus and gave warning to the Galatians. He said, Galatians 1, that, that, that there are some people that are going to come. In Galatians 1, we find this. I'm, I'm paraphrasing here, but we find this, this statement from Paul that there's some people that are going to come to you that are going to try to pervert the message that we have been preaching, that we have been teaching you. They're going to try to change the message up a little bit and make it a little more comfortable for you. They're going to try to create an alternate gospel if you will. They're going to create a cheap imitation of what we know is true. But he says, if we or any angel, if an angel even comes in or any other man and preaches any other gospel other than what has been given to you, let him be accursed. He said, I don't. I want you to understand that there's only one truth, one opportunity, one gospel that you can have. And that is the truth that is found in the word of God. And if somebody comes to you and says that there's another way, you need to point it out and say there is only but one way and that is through the name of Jesus Christ. Come on, we've got to buy into this truth and never let it go. Paul was so adamant about this because he knew that there were some people who were going to try to twist the message. There were some people that were going to take the image of the truth found in the word of God and remove its defining ingredients and try to sell it to you as the real product. But he needed a church of, uh, of believers who would look at it and say, you know what, it kind of looks right. It kind of looks like it might be put together right. But whenever we begin to dig into it, we find that the insides have been removed and that it's a cheap imitation, a cheap replica of what God is trying to give us today as truth. He said, whenever that day comes, I need you to be ready. I need you to be ready to recognize those that are trying to sell you something that is not true and is not real. We have to be the ones 
We have to be the ones that stand ready to protect the truth and protect what's real at all cost. We have to stand for what's right while the rest of the world is falling for this cheap imitation. We must stand and proclaim what is real in the face of adversity each and every day. You're not going to be the most popular person to proclaim truth. You're not going to be the most popular person to say what's real. Like I said, people want people want to have the real thing, but what they don't want is for someone to tell them what they have is an imitation or a replica. They don't want to be called out or pointed out or to say that this is not right. They want the real thing, but they want you to leave them alone and not tell them that what they have is fake. You're not going to be the most popular person, but there comes a time where we've got to stand for what's right and we've got to stand for what's true and we've got to be the church that believes and knows and preaches and teaches and shares what is real. I, I don't want you to get, get me wrong here tonight and think that, that I'm, I'm trying to, to form some type of crowd with pitchforks and, and lanterns to go out and start calling out people and saying, you're a lie, you're wrong, you're, uh, don't do that. Whenever your neighbor and, and, and your co-worker and they, they try to debate with you and share with you, it, it, it does no good to, to just start saying, well, nope, that's a lie, that, you're, you're going to hell. All right, that doesn't help anything. But we can't fall for the problem. We can't fall for the imitation. We can't fall for the fake. And that there does come a time where through building a relationship with that person and for them to be able to listen to what we have to say, that, that we can share that truth. And we don't fall for what they're selling us. But at some point that we have to we have to show them the truth that is found in the Word of God. It's our calling. It's our responsibility. It's what we were put here to do is to share that truth with those around us. They're looking for something real. It can be tricky at times because the tactic is enticing. It looks right. It's going to look right. It's going to sound right. And it's cheaper than anything else out there. But I'm here to tell you that cheap doesn't mean right. A lot of times, if it's too good to be true, if it seems too good to be true, what? It is. That's right. Whenever someone comes to you with, with a watered-down version of the gospel and says, actually, this is all you have to do, and you go, man, that's so much easier. There's no sacrifice with that. That's so much cheaper. This sounds too good to be true. Understand that it is. That there's something real out there that they're trying to pass off. There's, something, there's an imitation that they're trying to pass off as real. And we can't buy into it. Cheap does not mean right. Whenever I was in high school, it was a big thing at the time to have a North Face jacket. Everybody knows what North Face is? Still got North Face out there? All right, either you're not participating or nobody knows what North Face is. Everybody know what North Face is? All right, yeah, thank you. All right, man, I was, I was like, whoo, something's wrong. Am I saying this wrong? <laughs> Are they? Good, good. I, I still can't afford them. So we I couldn't afford I couldn't afford the North Face, all right? But my mom figured out that there was this place I, we we lived real close to 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 Memphis, Tennessee. And and my mom figured out that there was this place down there that was selling North Faces for real cheap. And it was like a warehouse you go to and they were selling North Faces. 
And she was like, I'm going to go down there and stock up on, the whole family's going to get a North Face jacket, get a North Face coat. And I'm like, man, that's so cool. I'm going to be part of the cool crowd. That's what I thought. It really wasn't. I'm going to be part of the cool crowd because I've got my North Face jacket. So she goes down to Memphis and she buys these North Face jackets. And whenever I get it home, I'm so excited because I've got my North Face. And I put it on and something just does not feel right. And I, I, I don't know how else to explain it. I don't know if anybody's ever experienced this before. But it felt like the liner was a size smaller than the outside. And like it was catching my arm right here, kind of weird. And it kind of felt like maybe one, one arm was a little longer than the other even. Only on the outside, on the inside. I could feel it on the inside. I was like, man, this, is, this thing don't fit right. You know, I'm walking around like this, you know. But on the, on the outside, it looked like a normal North Face. Everything was cool. Well, I realized that something's not right about this, but it looked right. So I just kept wearing it. And I was like, man, I got my North Face. Well, some, sometime later, sometime later, we, we found out, we found out that there was a raid that happened, that the feds came in and raided this, uh, this warehouse of all of these knockoff fake North Faces. And we saw it on the news, and we're like, I've got one of those in the closet. <laughs> Burn it, hurry, quick, before the feds come knocking. And uh, we, we realized that, that what they were selling was an imitation of North Face, that, that it was a knockoff, and that they had been caught, and that they had raided the place. It was a confirmation to me that I was not wearing the North Face at all, but wearing a cheap replica, a knockoff, an artificial of the real thing. But what's crazy is that on the outside, it had the branding on it. It had the name. The stitching was right. It looked right on the outside. But something on the inside, whenever I would put it on, just didn't feel quite right. Something was not right about it. And the difference was that the one who designed and manufactured it was not the original creator of the product. That the one who had originally created the product did not build the specific one that I was wearing. So it was a fake. It, I, it was not able to stand the test of time or, or, or even for someone to be able to authenticate it because it was a cheap replica of something that was much more valuable. It had the appearance of a good thing, but it lacked the ability to withstand the test of its validity. In this world today, there are many replicas of the real thing. There are many replicas of truth that are out there that are pulling and that are tugging and that are drawing for our attention and for our time. There, there are many things out there, and like I said before, they can even come within the church. And I, I don't mean our local church, but within the church as a whole. It can have reverend behind the name, but they're selling something that is a replica to the truth that we know is real. They, they, they may seem enticing and, and a better deal for now, but in the end, you will find that it is a replica that will not last and an imitation that will not hold. So how do I know? How do I know what is right? How do I know what is wrong? How do I know what is true and what is real and what is an imitation? Many get overwhelmed 
with with trying to I, I've I've got an uncle that that he goes from religion to religion and, and and he studies all of these things and he's a very smart man and and he's very studious but he goes from religion to religion because he'll read books on, on on whatever Buddhism and oh now I'm a Buddhist and and th- this is what I do and then he'll read a book on 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 uh, just whatever name it and then all of a sudden he becomes that because he's trying to study all of the different religions to figure out what's right and and what's wrong and then he'll he'll find himself follow following into these different religions and ideas and thoughts. People will become overwhelmed trying to figure out what is wrong and what is a lie and what to watch out for and what is not right. But I'm here to tell you that the best thing that we can do is just learn the word, what is true, what is real, and what is right. And then if it doesn't stand up to that, if it doesn't stand up to that, it is not real. It is not correct. It is not truth. In, in, in banking, my, my mom, she was a banker for many years, and, and she, she would tell us that, that there's a, and I, I learned through law enforcement, through trying to track down some counterfeits. We had a lot of counterfeits coming through one time that, that bank tellers are not taught every kind of counterfeit bill what they look like. There's no way that they could sit down and have an exhaustive list of all the different counterfeits and all the different ways that they look because even changing the type of printer could change the different type of counterfeit and what it looks like. But what they learn is while they're in training and in school, the tellers will have in front of them a legitimate bill. And they'll say, this is what a real $100 bill looks like. These are the things to look for on a legitimate bill. They don't study all of the fakes and try to figure out what's right and what's wrong that way. But they take the real thing and they look at it and they say, it's got to have this, 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 and this. And if it doesn't, it's not real. It's the same thing in the church today. That there's no way that we can look at all the fakes that are around us and say, well, that, 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 that's probably not right and this is probably not right and this is probably real because that. No, 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 no. You take the real thing. You take the word of God and you say it's got to have this, it's got to have this, it's got to have this and this or it's not real. But so many people get lost and worked up and looking at the imitations whenever we shouldn't worry about that but we should just take a look at the word and whenever somebody tries to sell us a fake we can say if it doesn't have Jesus saying baptism it's not real if it doesn't have repentance it's not real if it doesn't have holiness it's not real you name it if it doesn't have it lined up with the word of God it's not real we've got to know what's real Not by studying the face, but by studying what's real out of the word of God. When someone presents us with a version of truth or a way of salvation that doesn't line up with the word, then we know it's not real. We need to have a clear understanding of what the real thing looks like. We will be able to compare it to the word And if it doesn't line up with the word of God, we need to reject it and have nothing to do with it. I'm not talking about the people. We don't reject the people. We try to bring them in, teach Bible studies, and and show them the right way, show them the real thing. But whenever somebody tries to feed you something that you know is fake and not real, we must reject that thing and say, that is not of the word of God. It's up to us. It's our responsibility to read, to know, to study, 
and to understand so that we aren't swayed by the world into its deception and its lies that it tries to bring us. There's a world out there that is trying to sell this generation, trying to sell each and every one of you that's under the sound of my voice, including myself, that's trying to sell us a bag of goods that's worthless. This world is trying to sell you something, trying to sell us something that that looks like a good deal and sounds like a good deal and seems to be right. Many have bought into these imitation truths only to find out later that it was not what it was intentionally sold to be. Some of you here tonight may have looked through the windows of the store and imagined yourself wearing that new North Face jacket. Thought it would be nice to put on. Be nice to wear at a discount price. You may have possibly even tried it on for size. Thought of how much easier it would be looking at a better deal for salvation. Looking at a better deal for that thing that doesn't include holiness or standards or you name it. But I'm here to tell you that it's an all inclu- that, that, that truth is an all-inclusive package. And if you take one thing out of it, it's no longer truth. A half-truth is a lie. If you pull things out of it, it is, it's no longer absolute truth and reality and real. The real thing may cost a little more. It may require some sacrifice that the imitation doesn't. But in the end, the real thing, the real truth brings a value that the replica cannot reproduce. The real thing brings a value with it that the replica and the imitation cannot reproduce. There's a world out there today, and I'm, I'm going to be coming to a close. Let the musicians come. There's a world out there today that really is looking for the real thing. I, I fell so many times growing up, and even, even sometimes today I can trick myself, the enemy can trick me, however you want to call it, into believing that the world does not want what we have and that the world does not want the real truth that we know to be true. But there is a world out there today that is looking for the real thing. We walk every day alongside this dying world that's dying from exposure to an imitation truth. They are looking, they are begging for the real thing, carrying the entire time an imitation and a replica to what we know is real. The worst thing that that we can do is to convince ourselves that the world doesn't want what we have, that the world doesn't want something that's real. But I'm telling you, there's a world that is searching for something real out there today. That there are people, even in these pews, in this house right now, that's searching for something real. That have believed a lie for far too long. And we know, we know that there's something real out there that we just have to get our hands on. When you introduce something real to an arena where there are only fakes, 
you will begin to see a reaction of people that will take notice. Crowds will form and questions will be asked. People will discard the fake for the real whenever the real is introduced into their life. You'll find people that you think are happy in the way that they are living, that whenever you introduce something real into their life, that will discard everything that they've ever known and begin to follow you to the house of God to learn about this reality that they can have. When Jesus began teaching with authority and power, people took notice and they were amazed. They began to follow him and traded their former for the real. You'll stand with me tonight. There was a, a song that came out as a commercial, 1971. My favorite drink, and the only real one out there, Coca-Cola. Came up with the slogan and wrote a song for their product, proclaiming it to be the real thing, that it was the real thing. This slogan, this song aired on TV as a large group of people held up their Coca-Cola and began singing their anthem that Coke was the real thing. This insinuated and even just flat out proclaimed that anything that was not Coca-Cola was just an imitation of what they are and who and the product that they were putting out. If you wanted the real thing, there was only one place to get it. And that was in Coca-Cola. Amen. Let's see, here's some amens on that. Amen. <laughs> made, they made this statement that what the world wants today, and it, this was a line in the song, what the world wants today is the real thing. What the world wants today is the real thing. Tonight, whether you believe Coca-Cola to be the real soft drink or the real beverage or not, I believe that Coke's anthem is more true today than it has ever been that the world is looking for the real thing. That what the world wants is something real. The world is looking for real answers to real problems. The world is looking for real power to overcome real darkness in their life. The world is needing real salvation to ensure real eternity with Him. We have the real thing in a world full of imitations. We have the answer the answer is here. It is within us and we walk with it each and every day. We are not selling an imitation. We are hanging on to the real truth. This word reveals uh, one path and one way to God. But I, I, I feel a lot of times that we get caught up in believing that the world is happy with the imitation and the replica that they have. When honestly the world is searching for something real. I, I, I want to challenge us tonight and I want to pray that, that God would help us not to be just another imitation truth. Appearing to be on fire for God while we're in church. Appearing to reach the lost or, or to want to reach the lost and, and appearing to do what's right but being dead inside. I pray that tonight that we would leave here with something on fire within us that says, I know that what I have is real. That I can remember the night that I came down to an altar. 
of prayer and I began to repent of my sins. I remember the night that I was baptized in the name of Jesus. I remember the night that the Spirit came upon me and I began to speak in new tongues. Come on, there's someone here that can testify of, of a healing that has happened. There's someone here that can testify of a healing in the mind that's happened in your life. There's someone here that had a broken marriage that God has put back together and mended. Right now we have the real thing. We have the real truth and we must hang on to it and we must share it with those who are around us. Amen? Amen. What I want us to do this team's going to begin to sing here in just a moment. And what I want us to do, I don't want you to pray for yourself tonight. But I want you to find maybe just the person next to you. Link up with someone and you begin to pray for them. That they would not fall for the imitation that the world is trying to sell them. That they would not fall for the, for the replicas that the world is trying to give them. Come on, that they would not fall for the lies and, and, and the things that the world is trying to sell us. But that that they would stand firm, that they would stand strong, that they would hold fast to the truth and that every time that we have an opportunity, every time that we have a chance that we tell someone of the truth and of the real thing that we have, can we do that together? Can we find someone in this place and let's bind together and I don't want you praying for yourself but I want you to pray for someone else right now. Lord, help them. Help them right now.